What's up, Revelation Wellness family? I'm Aaron, one of the team members here, and I want to let you know that you can learn more about training with Revelation Wellness by joining the RevWell Train community for direct access to some of the leaders who would love to show you around and answer questions about Revelation Wellness and becoming a Revelation Wellness instructor. You'll learn about our different training tracks. You'll get access to webinars that will help you dive deeper into what training looks like. And you'll hear how training transforms lives. So swipe up on the show notes right now for the link or head over to the app to join a group today. Now get ready to prepare your hearts and your minds for this Revving the Word with Elisa. Here we go. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. All right, take your shoulders. Maybe lift them up towards your ears and then drop them away. Shake your arms. Bob a little bit, just bounce. There are no rules. Can I say that? Throw off the rules on how to move, just move. Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness. And we are going to simply move our body while listening to the Word of God and letting the Spirit of God search us, know us, and strengthen us with an inner might. Does that sound good? I hope so. It's our joy to be here. Revelation Wellness, we're in our 13th, we're gonna be, wait, what year? 2001, or we started in 2011, so we're in our full 12th year of ministry, finishing off by 2024, of January 2024, it'll be 13 years. So if you're new to us, welcome. You are a good idea. And the gospel is not just for saving a soul, but for bringing a body to life. Jesus' body was resurrected. So you could have resurrected life in you, flowing through you. And you need a body for that. <laughs> and you got one right now. If you can hear my voice, you are alive. And I speak life over you, a vitality of life, a fullness of life. In Jesus' name, live. So as we go about our movement today, I'm gonna let the word of God Prophesy, speak to your bones. Like Ezekiel chapter 37, when he comes across a valley of dry bones. God says to prophesy the word. Speak the word over those bones. So let's pray. God, thank you for this body of bones. Thank you that you give us life to the full. And we're here for that, God. Lord, 
I have a sense so many are exhausted, tired, they're burned out. We've lived through much. And I believe, God, you have us exactly where you want us because not by power, not by might, but by your spirit do you rebuild the temple and fill it with life. So you have permission, God, to do that here. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friend, as you move your body right now, let's just drop in. We're a few minutes in to movement, and you got to notice the friction. Good job choosing a harder thing. It would be easier to do the easy thing. Skip this. Sit on the couch. Or even just do some work. Check the box and say, well, I'm busy. I got things to do. Reminds me of Matthew 22, when the banquet feast is ready and the king's son giving a wedding for his son, the king giving a wedding for his son calls and says, the banquet's ready, go get the people. And people say, they're too busy. And some of the people kill the servant that comes to say, hey, the banquet feast is ready, come to the marriage. And so the king says, Go back out and invite everyone. Go to the streets, go to the highways, the byways, go everywhere. Get people in my house. People who refuse to be distracted and do the same old thing. People building their own kingdom instead of coming to the king and entering the, his kingdom, the kingdom of God. So Holy Spirit, come. So right now, as you move your body, you feel the friction. I want you to bask in it and just tell yourself, let the Spirit tell you, you do hard things. And although life can be hard, our God is kind. And it is His Spirit that gives us life. So on a scale of one to 10 right now, anything above a five, you're moving on purpose. So you feel your breath, you feel your muscle, you feel the tension, be that. And then try to breathe into those dense, intense places. Maybe it's your shoulders, maybe it's your low back. Direct the breath there, I mean it. Bless the blessings what's working and give grace and thanks and a good shout to the Lord. Hey, it works. I'm grateful because what you focus on expands, friend. If you focus on what's going wrong, it gets bigger. If you focus on what's going right, it gets bigger. Your biology is affected by your belief and what you believe in will affect your biology. You are hemmed in by the love of God. 
Our teaching text today is John 10, 10. If you know it, say it with me. If you don't, say it with me. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the word of the Lord. This episode of Revving the Word goes out to the person who feels exhausted, unsatisfied in life, just lacking joy. I have a sense right now, the Spirit's just talking to it, talking to the Holy Spirit a lot. Is it, I'm gonna be, shoot it to you straight. It's a confusing season. I can't tell you how many times in the last year to two years, as a woman of faith with the gift of faith, which I do have, and I refuse to shrink back, because it's just who I am. If I'm not having faith, I'm not having fun. (laughs) I'm not a Lisa Keaton. But in the last two years, man, things that I've had faith for continually fall flat like no time ever in my time of following the Lord. Maybe the only time like this was when in my marriage. When my husband was an atheist, I kept showing up with faith. I kept showing up with faith. It took 10 years to break and it broke. It was hard. This season feels a little reminiscent of that, that I know what you said, God, but I'm not seeing it. And so I keep showing up in faith and hope and scraping myself up off the floor. It just falls short. And I have this suspicion, the Holy Spirit, as I'm talking to the Holy Spirit, that everyone is numb. I'm talking to dry bones. Everyone's exhausted, burned out. They're taught out, they're resourced out. They've, they've tried all the things. And so if you're still here, thank you, thank you. I'm gonna keep talking whether no one shows up because I'm not teaching to you, I'm teaching to my Father in heaven. My heart would die without it. But it is nice to have support. So I have a sense that many of us are just lacking in energy, zeal, this abundant life, it's not there. Because the enemy has been stealing and destroying, running amok, especially since 2020. And these are the aftershocks. We have come upon the Valley of Dry Bones and now's the time to prophesy to them, speak, declare the word, and ask God to breathe into these bones 
So if you are lacking joy of loving Jesus, this is the right episode for you. No shame, just confess it. Would you do a moment, take a moment to just confess to God, I'm not feeling vibrant life. I'm not feeling abundant life. All right, we're gonna do some embodied cognition. We're gonna get our body to talk to our brain and our soul will stand up. When I say go, you're going to do 20 seconds of your best effort, whatever that is, it's up to you. Don't measure it, just give it more. Wake up and I prophesy to you, abundant life is why he came. Receive newness of life today. And we're gonna get after some things, some root causes that are stealing, killing, and destroying life. Friend, push 20 seconds, go. Recover, 10 seconds, just take a moment, look around. If you moved a little more, you did it right. Go, 20 seconds, come on. Break that tape, wake up. Pull back. Relax your shoulders, come on. You're doing it right. You're shaking off the dust from your shoes. Go. Yeah, some of you know this as a Tabata. It can be your best effort. Wake up, wake up. Pull back. The thief comes to take from you. Go. But Jesus came to give you life. Take back your life. Pull back. Good job, you're doing it right. If you're still doing it, that's all. Turn off your measuring devices. Look to the unseen. Go. Come on. Get back your life. Say that over yourself. I'm taking back my life. Recover. You're doing it right if you're out of breath. Come on. Go. 20 seconds. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. That word light 
is life. Let there be life. Pull back. Good job. Settle in to whatever feels good, feels present, doesn't feel easy. Yeah, I'm just gonna tell you, I'm, I'm prophesying with the word of God over you today and the songs. Almost every song has the word life in it. I'm here to remind you what you were made for and what you were made from. God is life, love, the source of all energy, all desire, the source of vitality, motivation, comes from God. When he speaks his first word, let there be light, let there be life. Now friends, if your life is lacking luster, <laughs> you're just going through the motions, we need to look at energy because your life requires energy. When God said, let there be light, not only was he saying, let there be life, but let there be the energy that sustains this life. I talk about this in my book, The Body Revelation, energy. Stop looking at the cellulite. Start looking at the source of your energy. What is driving you? Because energy cannot be created or destroyed because God already created it. You can't create it and you can't destroy it. But what you can do is receive it and give it to someone else, transfer it, or receive it and change it into something of good use or bad use. We get to choose. Be a good seven on your effort level, on your energy level. At a seven, you can close your mouth and breathe, but after about three closed mouth, mouth breaths, you need to open your mouth to breathe. For God so loved. Love is the highest form of energy, guys. And it's my suspicion that if you are having a hard time feeling joy about your life, it's because you're loving something that isn't resourceful. It isn't the love of God at the core of it. Love is the highest form of energy. For God so loved, for he so loved us that he created us. And he created the world knowing we would choose wrong because real love requires choice. If he didn't let us choose, he'd be a tyrant 
and it'd be an oppressive love. That's not the love of God. The love of God requires choice. And he creates in love knowing we would choose wrong, but already having a plan in place to rescue us, Jesus. So let me ask you these questions. How's your energy? How's your energy? How's your love? Do you have a zeal for the Lord? Do you wake up each day looking forward to how God is going to move? Do you look forward to opportunities to partner with God to bring heaven near? Is being a follower of Jesus the best thing that has ever happened to you? Here's a good energy checker, temperature checker. Are you hot or lukewarm? in your energy for God in the day? Are you hot or lukewarm in your love for God in the day? That's a good measuring device right there. Talk to the Holy Spirit about your temperature, your energy. Keep moving, friend. You're doing it right. Get your head up a bit. Open your airway. Relax your shoulders. I breathe. Breathe the Holy Spirit into you. Receive more of his love, more of his leadership. Come on, more of his courage. So I bet you would like to answer yes to all those questions I just asked you, but I would bet Many of you, even most of you, are feeling mild and even flat when it comes to your love, when it comes to energy. And I think I'm so grateful you show up here. I'm so glad because you know that this gives you some good energy. So thank you for continuing to do it. But friends, this energy is not supposed to be self-generated. You're partnering with the love of God that wants to go with you into the day. But it's probably because you are investing your energy poorly in the rest of the day that your return is negative. I'm gonna say that again. If you're feeling flat, mild, lacking a zeal, an excitement. It's probably because you are investing your energy poorly and the return is negative.
So I looked up sources of energy, energy that we, again, we don't create. God already made the world with energy. What we do as created, loving, energetic people is we've pulled resource from the earth to create more energy. Not to create it, again, we can't create it. All we can do is transmit it and transform it. So nuclear energy, guys, it's the most powerful force of energy. Nuclear energy. Then there's geothermal energy. Then natural gas, hydropower, coal, wind, and solar. Those are some big energy sources in the world. But the most powerful one, nuclear. God's love wants to nuke you. It's the greatest of these. But here's the deal. We must take in the love of God to be resourced for the energy output of the day because energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be received and given. So many of us try to give before we've received and we wonder why we feel so exhausted and burned out by the end of the day. It's numbing us. The enemy is trying to kill, steal, and destroy your love affair with God because he knows if you plug into that source, nothing will be impossible for you. Press off of the earth right now. Press against it with authority. Be a seven or an eight, sustainable effort right now. Can you sustain this? Come on. And I am positive you are receiving this from the love of God. It is in your bones, it is in your cells. When you move your body, you squeeze out hope molecules, serotonin, dopamine, norepinephrine, BDNF, which is like miracle grow for your brain. But if you're doing this out of fear, trying to keep your calorie count, it will burn you out. We must receive the love of God. And receiving the love of God is spiritual nuclear energy. You can start to cool down. Got a couple songs with you. My question is, if receiving the love of God is spiritual, nuclear, atom bomb kind of energy, do you have a practice of spending time receiving? Talk to him about your time spent with him. 
John 9.31, just a chapter above Jesus saying that the enemy kills, steals, and destroys, but he came to give us life. Just prior to that, John records him healing a blind man, causing a ruckus. And Jesus speaks and says, if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. If anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. And by the way, that wasn't Jesus' word. It was God's word speaking through the blind man because the blind man is being accused of, of partnering with an evil spirit or what healed you. And he's like, how do you not know where this came from? This man opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. The blind man saying, listen, this could only be God. This Jesus who just touched me and healed me, he must be a worshiper of God and does his will because God just listened to him and healed me. Are you a worshiper of God? And do you do his will? Because if so, God's listening to you. But again, I come back to my suspicion that we are low energy because we are spending our energy in wasteful places. So let me break this down for us simply. Here are the three big and common sources of energy. The three biggest and most common source of energy available to us, mere mortals, through God's grace. Ability, time, and money. If you are low on energy, you are flat. You're just not rising to the joy and abundant life. I want you to check your energy sources of ability, time, and money. All three of these are a form of energy. Let's talk about ability. Ability. Are you doing the things that God had, has called you to do? That's all ability is. Ability is how we do whatever we want to do. The question is, am I doing the things I want to do or the things that God has called me to do? Because if you are not doing those things, your ability is not lining up with the will of God and it will feel good in the moment, but rob you. 
It's called neuroadaptation in your brain, guys. When something feels good to us in a moment, we get a dopamine hit. And we think, look at me working out. <laughs> but if it's the working out that is creating good energy for you, it will deplete in the brain. You will need to do more of that thing. Whatever it is you do to create the feeling of good, you will need to do more of it in order to continue to sustain the ability to do it. Ability, check in. What are you doing? And is it the thing that God has called you to do? Friend, take inventory of your day without judgment. If you are feeling flat, take inventory of your day without judgment. Just get curious. Y'all, kindness requires curiosity. Condemnation leaves no room for curiosity because it's rooted to fear. Curiosity is rooted in love. And we tend not to look at our day because we don't want to know because we don't want to have to give up something. But listen to me, a sacrifice that doesn't cost us something is not a sacrifice. And obedience is greater than sacrifice. So if you're not doing what God has called you to do, it will deplete you. What are you doing in your day? Are there things you do that feel good in the moment but aren't of God or where God is? Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, a celebration of liberty, a fullness of life. That's good energy. So ability, what are you doing with your day? Which leads us to the next main source of energy, time. Time. It's not necessarily what we do that is bad, it's how much time we spend doing it. Social media is not bad. Listening to podcasts is not bad. Netflix is not bad. But time wasted wastes us. Say that with me. Time wasted wastes us. It brings us to ruin. And we wonder why we feel so flat. Third, money. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or will he be devoted to the one and despise the other. Jesus said it himself, Sermon on the Mount. Listen, money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money that is the root of evil. The love of money will cause you to neuroadapt and you'll have to have more of it and more of it and more of it. You know you are serving money with your energy when you see it as yours and your right to do with it what you please. Or when you see it as you don't have enough. 
that money in your hand that is about to buy you that cup of coffee and maybe it's the fourth or fifth cup of the day, you have the free, the free will, the right to spend it on another cup. Or you can stay free from the love of money and ask the Lord how else you could spend it. If these three major energy resources are not aligned, all flowing out of the river of life that is the love of God, then at the end of your day, you will feel exhausted and life will feel unsatisfying. How's your energy? The enemy tries to diverge our investments of energy and that causes us to be lukewarm. But if these three sources are flowing from the heart of God and back to him, right? Because energy cannot be created or destroyed. It's coming from him and going back to him. If our sources of energy are flowing from the heart of God and back to him, we will live in fullness of life. That doesn't mean we won't feel tired. We will feel tired at the end of the day, but we won't feel scattered, numb, and flat. Friends, check your energy, ability, time, and money. God, we love you so much. I thank you for this word. And this is a word for me, God. I love what you are doing. I love that you do not settle. You do not settle in the land that we're willing to settle. You are the God of love and a God of abundantly more. We love you and I ask you to use this, this message, this movement time to move boundary stones that the enemy has put in place. Go after the spirit of kill, still, and destroy and give us your spirit of life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.